Okay, guys, I'm back real quick. I'm gonna talk about this mortgage and then I gotta go. Seriously, I got a class starting at 12 o'clock. Okay, so real quick, how to get a mortgage. Well, first and foremost, you actually have to connect with a mortgage lender. Say, for instance, I'm not in a mortgage business anymore, but I work with a lot of lenders. So let me just use myself as an example real quick. So say, for instance, you come to me for the very first time. Typically, what I'm going to ask you for up front, I'm going to ask you for your tax returns, your W-2s, and um, your check stubs. I need to verify income, and I'm going to verify income for the past two years so your tax returns because I want to see what are you filing what did you write off you could have made 90,000 but on your tax returns your just gross income was only 28,000 mm, I need to see why okay I'm looking at your w-2 because actually out of the w-2 and the check stubs the w-2 is most reliable and number three just so you know every mortgage lender is required by law um, oh I'm in the state of Texas I can say for the state of Texas to do a uh, 4506t that means we're going to verify those W-2s with the IRS. So, seriously, present the correct information with correct documentation because that's the last thing you want to do is try to get a mortgage and then, you know, uh, they find out that you're trying to commit fraud. It's not a good look. So, W-2s, tax returns, check stubs. That's the very first things that we're going to need. They're going to have to take an application called a 1003, which is a residential mortgage application. It typically takes anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour. They will have to ask you for your Social Security number, your addresses for the past two years, your employers for the last two years, and most importantly, your rental history for the past two years. As I stated on the credit education video, it's very important that you have good credit with your landlord because your landlord is telling your lender whether or not they should get a, um, provide you with a mortgage or not, whether you're going to be able to get a loan or not. Because if you didn't pay your rent on time, what's the guarantee that you're going to pay your mortgage on time? Just think about that. So if you struggle to pay your rent, then until you can show that you've paid your rent on time for 24 months, I wouldn't say that you need to speak with a lender. Another thing, once they do pull your credit, okay, we verify now that you've been on your job for over two years, or if you've changed jobs, then you've gone up in industry, which means if you change jobs and you change industries, then that means your pay went up. But if you are in the same industry, Preferably, you want to be in the same industry and you want to show that the consistency. We typically like to see uh, two to five years because that just shows consistency. So now uh, you, they verified your income. They have to do what's called a verification of employment. They have to do a verification of rental. They have to do a verification of deposit. <gasps> well, I want to buy a house, but I don't have any money. Wait a minute. Okay, that's another thing. Once you're you're ready to purchase the home you're going to have expenses so if you don't have twenty five hundred dollars in the bank you're not ready really i would say personally if you don't have at least seventy five hundred dollars in the bank you're not ready reason being there's so many things that come up moving expenses deposits um inspections surveys appraisals all of these things you have to be prepared for that Okay, let's say, for instance, you do have $2,500 in the bank, you have a 640 credit score, you qualify for down payment assistance, so the money that you have in the bank is going to go toward your upfront closing costs. What's the upfront closing costs? Upfront closing costs are the things that you have to pay for before you ever buy the home, and they're non-refundable in most cases, but you do get a parting gift of a report. So, example, the appraisal. The appraisal is going to tell you how much this home is worth. 
that's going to cost you anywhere from $325 to over $500, depending on the area. Okay? How can I get more on this information? Keep listening and inbox me. Okay, <laughs> so your appraisal is going to be anywhere from one to 140 pages. It's going to tell you all about the home that you're buying, the value, and it's typically, typically it's going to give you three comps, which are comparables to your home that you're getting ready to purchase. Something else that you may have to pay for upfront, which I definitely suggest, is an inspection. The inspection is going to tell you what's wrong with the house. That can cost you anywhere from $525 to over $700 hundred dollars you definitely want that because you're going to get the inspection within your option period what's an option period an option period is how long you got to find out what's wrong with this house before you sign on the dotted line and can't get out of it so an option period could be anywhere from 21 to 30 days depending on how long the of uh, the contract time that you did all of that will be discussed in your negotiations with your realtor which i am not one but um i have several that i work with so when you get ready for that, I will be ready to refer you to some good ones. But anyway, so from there. So now you know what the appraisal is. You know what the inspection is. Then you're going to have to get a survey. A survey is what's going to tell you exactly what part of this property is yours. What is my property line? So you won't be on Judge Judy suing somebody for cutting down their own tree. Your survey is going to tell you your property line, your out, the outline, where your easements are. You also don't want to buy a property and you don't even have an easement to your own property. You have to drive through somebody else's property to get to yours. You need that survey. We prefer the survey to have already been done. But if the survey has not been done, that may be something that you have to pay for, depending on your negotiations. So it's very important while a lot of people think that they're going to purchase a, a used home and they want to negotiate. Okay, but when you negotiate, every dollar that that seller is knocking off that price, that's one less thing they're going to want to give you. So if you're going in and they got the house at 200000 and you want to offer one hundred and fifty because you're trying to be, uh, you want to negotiate? I would say cheap, but negotiate, okay, they're not giving you none of the things that they already paid for because you want it at the lowest price. So think about that when you're making your negotiations. And also, of course, you won't know what the appraisal is until after you're under contract. But if that appraisal comes in, you bid on it at, they, the sales price is 200000 And you tell your realtor you want to bid at one eighty, And they come back and they counter at one Y'all go under contract at one ninety five. If the appraisal comes back in at one eighty, negotiation starts all over. Nothing that was put in that contract is now valid. Y'all have to start all over because that, that's not what you agreed to. So don't feel like that you are under the gun to lock yourself in at a rate and then you're stuck at that. No, if that appraisal changes, everything else does. And that's the reason why you have to pay for it up front. The lender requires an appraisal if you're getting a mortgage. Now, for those of you with 401k and you've been on your job for a long time, that may be something that you may want to consider is using your 401k because you know you can pull money out of your 401k and it's not at a penalty as long as you're making a purchase 
of a home. So that's something that you may want to consider. The more money that you put down, you may have a smaller payment going back into your 401k versus trying to get this mortgage. And, and that just that's just something that maybe we could consider. And we talk about that more in my home buyer education class. So um, definitely inbox me and I'll send you the schedule. I don't post it on my Facebook page because I want to know that you're interested in what I'm doing. I'm not just going to put it out there. I mean, I feel like if I'm going to take the time to do the things I want to know people are interested in in investing in themselves so I, I want you to reach out to me and then we can go over it. or maybe we can just do a one-on-one session I will be okay with that too okay so now you've gone through the fees okay so we've got the appraisal we've got the survey we've got the inspection those are going to be your three major fees but I'm not saying that it's not other things that may still come up so that's the reason why you want at least $2,500 in the bank when you're trying to get a mortgage I know I took the long route, but I want to be thorough in my education because it's very important that you learn these things before you apply. Because if you go with the wrong person and they take you down the wrong direction, if you've never heard any of this before, then you're just going to just go with it. But if you know, I should not be, no lender should say, okay, um, Miss So-and-so, I need you to give me $2,500 so we can start your mortgage. Mm-mm. Run. Because that is, that's not how it goes. They're going to take your application. They're going to go through it with you. They're going to ask for your documents. And then they should produce you a pre-approval letter, typically within three to five days of you talking to them. Because your disclosures are supposed to go out within three days of them talking to you, three to five days. So I understand they may be busy. So this is very, very important that all of these things are done properly. And that's the reason why you want to be educated before you start. You don't want to learn this for the first time. How do I get get more information.